From Greenville, South Carolina, we present... Let the Bible Speak. Let the Bible Speak is the radio ministry of the Free Presbyterian Church of North America, preaching Christ in all His fullness. Thank you for joining us for another broadcast of Let the Bible Speak. Today we continue a series of studies on the doctrine of the person and work of the Holy Spirit. Messages preached by Dr. Alan Cairns, founder of Let the Bible Speak Radio Ministries. We'll be hearing from Dr. Cairns in just a few minutes. First of all, we invite you to enjoy a devotional thought from the pen of Charles Haddon Spurgeon, found in his collection called Faith's Checkbook. Our devotional for today is entitled, Our Substance Blessed. The text is Deuteronomy 28 and verse 5. Blessed shall be thy basket and thy store. Obedience brings a blessing on all the provisions which our industry earns for us. That which comes in and goes out at once, like the fruit in the basket which is for immediate use, shall be blessed. And that which is laid by with us for a longer season shall equally receive a blessing. Perhaps ours is a handbasket portion. We have a little for breakfast, and a scanty bite for dinner in a basket when we go out to do our work in the morning. This is well, for the blessing of God is promised to the basket. If we live from hand to mouth, getting each day's supply in the day, we are as well off as Israel. For when the Lord entertained his favored people... He only gave them a day's manna at a time. What more did they need? What more do we need? But if we have a store, how much we need the Lord to bless it. For there is the care of getting, the care of keeping, the care of managing, the care of using. And unless the Lord bless it, these cares will eat into our hearts till our goods become our gods and our cares prove cankers. O Lord, bless our substance. Enable us to use it for thy glory. Help us to keep worldly things in their proper places. And never may our savings endanger the saving of our souls.
One of the chief characteristics of the Protestant Reformation of the 16th century was the preeminent place given to the Bible. The Reformer's motto was, The Bible alone, the religion of the Protestants. Men such as Martin Luther and John Knox insisted that the Holy Scriptures contain everything necessary for Christian faith and practice. It is important for believers in the 21st century to understand the central significance of the Bible in daily living and in the battle for spiritual truth. Let the Bible Speak is making available free of charge a booklet called The Bible and the Protestant Reformation, published by the Trinitarian Bible Society. To obtain your copy, simply email info at faithfpc.org. That's info at faithfpc.org. If you wish, you may call us at 864-244-2408. That's 864-244-2408. If you prefer regular mail, you may simply write, Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. That's Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. Just ask for your copy of The Bible and the Protestant Reformation, and we'll be delighted to provide it.
This week on Let the Bible Speak, Dr. Cairns is bringing a message called The Filling of the Spirit, part of his current series on the person and work of the Holy Spirit. In Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18, the Apostle Paul wrote, And be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. The comparison drawn in the text shows the possibility of a counterfeit of the filling of the Spirit. As Dr. Cairns will demonstrate, there is also a contrast indicated. Whereas alcohol depresses a person, the fullness of the Holy Spirit lifts one to joy and real happiness. At the same time, we'll see that as the drunkard is completely controlled by the alcohol, the Spirit-filled believer will manifest the Spirit's control in every area of his life. Now Dr. Cairns brings the next portion of this message, The Filling of the Spirit. Go back to Luke 15. You remember that story of the uh, prodigal son? Riotous living. You know, there you've got a picture of what the devil and sin will do to every man that they get their hands on. If you're in this meeting this morning and you're not saved, I can tell you that the devil always is full of fair promises. Sin always holds out alluring possibilities. But it always ends the same way. This young fellow spent everything. That's not a nice picture. And when he had spent all, he was spent. There wasn't too much booze then. There wasn't too much of the riotous company then. He was just discarded. Discarded. I think of young people. And they have set out on this life then I see them go down, 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 down until they're at rock bottom. And even the drunks that they run around with want nothing more to do with them. Now over against that, you've got the life of the believer who's filled with the Spirit. What Paul is saying here really is twofold, but drunkenness exhausts. It depresses causes misery it is one of the biggest lies in every way a lie that's perpetrated on a foolish public that booze is a stimulant every third rate TV program will show the home and with its booze cabinet and every time you need a little pick me up you need a stimulant they present the booze you know medically and you can check this out if you like I say it in the highest authority medically booze is not a stimulant but it acts as a depressant and that's why 
why people very rightly talk about going out to drown their sorrows. All they do is pickle and addle their brain until they depress it to such an extent that they're unaware of their problems. For a little while. Then they come back and they find that far from stimulating, they're exhausted. They're in misery. And of course, you've got the other, another method, not the other and many others, but another method of producing the same uh, lie and having it accepted. Here in Greenville, I drive around and I see things that even in the most drunken parts of Ireland I've never seen, and that is happy hour. Happy hour. You know, if there was such a thing in America, there may well be, maybe Tim could put me right in this afterwards, as what we have in Britain, the Trades Descriptions Act, that calls for honest description of any goods that are displayed for sale, and any services that are displayed for sale, Every liar of a barman who dares to put up happy hour should be regaled before the courts. Happy hour. You know, unless you are the devil himself, I can hardly conceive how you could take the broken homes and the broken hearts and the starved children and all that goes along with booze and call it anything remotely connected with happiness. It's the happy hour. There they sing. There they have their convivial time. It really is a most wonderful time according to them. But all it does is empty both the pocket and the heart. Over against that, there is life. I can understand people going to the bar, you know. I can understand it. I can understand why they get into the, the drunken revelry and the sing songs and all the rest of that. It's not hard to take in why a man would do it. There is a craving within the heart for some real uplift. For some real joy, for some real feeling of well-being, for something that will satisfy, for something that will lift you above these circumstances of life, for something that will take away that bleakness and blackness that surrounds the life that you're now living. People want to escape from that. Tragedy is that instead of escaping by booze, they just get into it all the more deeply. But there is, thy God, the real way of escape. Paul says, be filled with the Spirit. And the life that is lived in the Spirit of God is a life that energizes, a life that stimulates, a life that lifts you above mere circumstances, not by blotting out the very sight and memory of those circumstances, but by instilling within you a, a supernal joy and happiness, a peace that transcends anything that the world can say or do. Thank God 
It meets even that need in the human heart for that convivial fellowship. Look at verse 19, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart. There is a need for that kind of a joyous fellowship. There is a need. God's people, just like all other people, are not made to be little islands. They're not made to be uh, totally independent of each other. There is that need. Thank God it is met. In the life, it's in the Spirit. So, there is here a life which counterfeits the work of the Holy Ghost. There is then a life which contrasts the life of the flesh. Now the key to it all, there is a life which is controlled by the Holy Ghost. Be filled with This verb, be filled, is one that speaks of constant condition. It speaks of being under the constant control of the Holy Spirit. If you want to get something of the force of the verb, there are many texts of Scripture I could go through in this, but let me select one. John 12 and verse 3. You remember that here you have the anointing of Christ in Bethany. Mary took a pound of ointment of spikenard, very costly, and anointed the feet of Jesus, and wiped his feet with her hair, and the house was filled with the odor of the ointment. That's the very verb we're talking about in our text. The house was filled. In other words, that house was fully permeated with the odor of this ointment. There was no part that was left unaffected. Now this is what Paul is talking about. Be filled continually with the Spirit of God so that your whole being, the entirety of your existence is permeated by the Holy Spirit and there is no part of your life that's unaffected now notice how he puts it be not drunk but be filled with the Spirit there is a contrast there but in order for that contrast to have any meaning there is also a comparison as the drunkard is under the influence of the booze. That's what it means to be drunk, isn't it? To be under the influence. And the drunker a man is, the more under the influence he is. Be not drunk, ah, but be filled. Be under the influence, the control, the dominion of the Spirit of God. When a man is under the influence of booze, the booze controls how he thinks. I mean, I have known people uh, who, uh, in their moments of sanity, were clear enough in their thinking to understand that they were really sort of weak characters and 
They would, as we would say in Ulster, they wouldn't say boo to a goose. I don't know where that saying came from because having met a goose in a farmyard one day, I wouldn't say boo to a goose either. When a goose comes, you run. I'd rather face a German shepherd than a, a goose, believe it or not. And if you have ever known anything about goose farming, you'll know what I mean. But uh, we have that saying, wouldn't say boo to a goose. He's so timid. But I've seen these timid little characters, and as soon as they get uh, some of the devil's liquor in them, man, they think that they could take on Goliath single-handed. And they're ready for anybody. Even though they're less able than ever before. Blow on them and they'd fall. But you see, the booze controls how he thinks. The booze controls how the drunk acts. How he reacts. The booze controls how he walks. It controls how he talks. It enters into his whole relationships. Now then, be not drunk with wine, but be filled. Be constantly under the controlling influence of the Spirit of God. What ought to control the believer? It's not his circumstances. It's not even his own temperament. One of the most vicious heresies that is now being pushed in evangelical churches is this psychological nonsense that you figure out your personality and you don't feel guilty for it. So that if you are naturally a person who is quick to anger, well, that's how an angry person reacts to this situation. Don't feel guilty about that. Just channel it into positive and constructive channels. I'm sure you've heard that. You put on your radio any day of the week and you'll hear some idiot talking like that. And he is an idiot. Because the believer is supposed to be under the control, not of circumstances, not of some characteristics that he can identify within him. He is supposed to be under the control of the Spirit of God. And the Holy Spirit of God is the same person, whether he's controlling you or controlling me. Now, he'll use you in a different way. He'll use your characteristics in his own peculiar way. But nonetheless, you should be under his control. How a Christian acts. I've often said that actually the biggest trouble with Christians is not how they act. In most cases. But their trouble comes in in how they react. I have to confess that that is the far more difficult thing. Normally a man that is going on with God will act in a godly fashion. You'll not find them getting drunk or getting high on drugs or something like that. No, no. The man that's walking with God will normally act right. But that same man can be put in a situation and uh, whether it's in the business or in the home or in the church and in a flash he will react to somebody else's action 
in a way that is destructive of his testimony. This is where it comes into being under the control of the Spirit of God. You see, no part of our being should be free from that overwhelming and governing influence. Let the Bible Speak is the radio ministry of the Free Presbyterian Church of North America, founded by Dr. Alan Cairns. Let the Bible Speak is also heard in many parts of the world through the international radio outreach of Let the Bible Speak, produced in Northern Ireland. The Free Presbyterian Church stands without apology for the absolute inerrancy of the Bible, emphasizing preaching that centers on the person and work of the Lord Jesus Christ and is militant in its stand against the ecumenical apostasy and the efforts of the world to infiltrate the church. For further information about the Free Presbyterian Church, you may email info at faithfpc.org. That's info at faithfpc.org. You may call us at 864-244-2408, or you may write, Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. Again, that's Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. Also, we encourage you to visit the website of the Free Presbyterian Church of North America at www.fpcna.org. That's www.fpcna.org. This is Charles Kelsch saying thank you for listening and inviting you to join us again as we Let the Bible Speak. (music) 